0: Okay, welcome to episode two of the Big Ten Basketball Roundup, everybody. Once again, I'm your host, Abram Erickson, and I'm excited to be spending time with you today for the second installment of this podcast. For those that tuned in last week, I want to thank you for joining me again today. And for those that are listening for the first time, welcome to the program. You'll be able to find the new episode posted every week on SoundCloud. Please drop us a like or a comment if you enjoyed the show or have any suggestions for future episodes. I want to open things up this week with a story that may not pertain to the Big Ten, but is just a whole lot of fun. We all know that height is a sought-after trait in basketball. The average Division I player is about 6'5", with the most common height among players being 6'7". Height is so synonymous with basketball that even the quote-unquote short players are well above the average height for a male. Think about Steph Curry, who is regarded as one of the best players in the NBA while standing at only 6'3". That's still six inches taller than the average American male. Now, we've seen short basketball players succeed, but a lot of times, their popularity stems from the novelty of being so diminutive. That's not the case for Darnell Rogers out of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Rogers has quickly become a fan favorite, but it's not just because he's the shortest Division I scholarship basketball player history has on record. It's also because the 5-2 guard is averaging almost 10 points per game in the starting point guard role for the UMBC Retrievers. While he is no doubt the shortest, he's also the quickest player on the court at all times, and he had a great week this week, putting up 11 and then 17 points in his last two games. Rogers has led the Retrievers to an 11-4 and record thus far, and they're going to look to continue their success against Stony Brook on Sunday night. If you haven't seen Darnell Rogers play yet, I suggest you act fast, because if you blink, you just might miss it. Now, back to the Big Ten. Let's take our customary look at the AP Top 25 poll. Six Big Ten teams remain within the ranking, but each team shifted this week after some important games were played. University of Michigan remains at four despite the current lockdown due to the B117 coronavirus variant that has ripped through that athletic department, but that postponement is set to end this upcoming week. Ohio State gets a big jump in the ranking this week, moving from 13 all the way up to seven, Iowa was previously at seven, but they've now dropped to eight. It's Illinois that marks the biggest improvement, moving up to 12 from number 19, while Wisconsin takes their spot, dropping from 14 to 19. Finally, Purdue moves up from being unranked to 24 this week, completely knocking Minnesota out of the top 25 ranking. Why so many drastic changes, you might ask? Well, it was a big week in the Big Ten. Let's get into the action. We'll start with the Big Ten matchup that we talked about at the end of last week's podcast. The game between Iowa and Illinois played on Friday night. Coming into the game, Iowa was ranked number 7, Illinois 19. But if you remember, Iowa was coming off a tough loss against unranked Indiana the previous week. Both teams had one game postponed since their last time on the court, but no rust showed up on Friday night. The game turned out to be a classic Big Ten marquee matchup between two heavyweights. After a back-and-forth first half, the Illini headed into the locker room with a two point lead at halftime. Out of the break, both teams traded buckets until a two minute scoring drought for both teams ensued. Once Iowa broke the streak with a couple of free throws, they went on a 6 0 run to take the 52 50 lead with 14 minutes left. In the next 13 and a half minutes, the lead would change seven times and never by more than four points until Illinois pulled away, leading 78 72 with 20 seconds left. With 15 seconds to go, Jordan Bohannon of Iowa made a three-pointer to cut the lead in half. And after an Illinois turnover, he got another chance from deep to tie the game with 10 seconds left. However, his desperation heave was no good, and the Illini held on for an 80-75 victory over the Hawkeyes. In the incredible game, there were multiple impressive performances. But Io Dasunmu led the way for Illinois with 25 points, 4 assists, on 11-for-18 shooting, and that makes him my player of the week in this crucial victory. Next up is a quick look at the most surprising upset of the week. And that came out of the Wisconsin versus Penn State game. Right? Who knew? Wisconsin ranked 14 at 13-5 overall and 7-4 and in the conference against unranked Penn State, who's 6-7 overall, and just 3-6 in the Big Ten. Not many eyes on this one when the game was set to be played. Wisconsin led at half, but the Knitley Lions outscored the Badgers by 13 points in the second half on their way to a 10-point 81-71 victory. Wisconsin just had trouble getting the ball in the basket, especially from behind the arc. They shot only 25% on the night from deep. The Badgers only got 48 points from their starting five, as opposed to 66 from Penn State's starting lineup. This big win for Penn State is a huge chink in the armor for Wisconsin, as it causes them to drop out of the top 15, all the way down to 19. Similarly, the Minnesota-Purdue game probably wasn't on the top of anyone's watch list this week when it came to having big-time implications. I mean, it certainly wasn't on mine. But on Saturday night, the Boilermakers put on a show, beating the 21st-ranked Golden Gophers 81-62. At one point midway through the first half, Purdue trailed by 14 after a hot Minnesota start. But they slowly clawed their way back, Got within five points by the halftime buzzer. Once the second half began, it was all Gophers. A 10-to-4 run started the half, and once Purdue took a commanding lead, they never looked back. The most impressive performance of the night was from redshirt freshman guard Trevion Williams. Now he's picked up some playing time after teammate Sasha Stefanovic tested positive for COVID-19, and after a slow first half in which he only scored eight points and was eventually benched. He roared out of the gates in half number two when given the chance. He finished with 29 points, 21 of which came in the second half. As a whole, Purdue went 0-5 for 5 from behind the arc in the first period, but ripped eight out of their 10 3 three-point attempts to close out the game. This commanding victory knocked Minnesota out of the top 25 and bumped Purdue up to the 24 spot. Finally, I want to take a look at the Ohio State-Iowa game that was played on Thursday night. I have to say, I hope it's not me that's bad luck for the Hawkeyes. But ever since I started to cover their games on the roundup, Iowa has struggled to perform in big games in the last two weeks. Thursday was no different, as they lost a close one, 89-85 to Ohio State. To add insult to injury, OSU passed up Iowa in the top 25 ranking after the Hawkeyes' previously mentioned loss to Illinois. And it seems like OSU will continue on its way up, while waving back down at Iowa, who's continuing to plummet in the rankings. Now, Ohio State's no slouch, of course. I mean, I talked about how much I like how this team's been playing in the last episode of the podcast. But once again, Iowa let this one slip away. There's no other way to cut it. They led by three at the half and then by as much as 11 in the second half before giving the game over to Ohio State. EJ Liddell had another big game for the Buckeyes as the team scored 38 points in the final 14 minutes of the game including a 17-5 to run that brought them the lead. Luca Garza, Iowa's top-notch big man and the nation's leading scorer at 26.5 points per game, was held to just 16 in the contest. Now, regardless of the outcome, this was another classic Big Ten matchup, as the game had 18 lead changes and 5 ties. Don't get me wrong, Iowa's been in some great games as of late. They just haven't been able to pull out the win. Hats off to Ohio State. There were plenty of other great games in the conference this week, but we've got to start looking to what's in store for the week ahead. The first game I'm looking out for is the Saturday night contest between number 19 Wisconsin and number 12 Illinois. Wisconsin is coming off of that tough loss to Penn State, while Illinois is riding high off of three straight wins. Next up is Iowa versus Indiana on Sunday. Iowa will still be ranked number 8 at the time of the game, but we know that's going to drop after the two losses this week. The question is just how far is it going to go? because Indiana will certainly be out to get them again after their surprise upset just a week and a half ago. This game is either the chance for Iowa to stop the slide and reorient their season in the right direction, or to quietly fall out of contention. A Purdue-Minnesota rematch will be fun to watch on Thursday, but it will be certainly overshadowed by my personal favorite matchup of the week, Illinois versus Michigan. As of now, Michigan is set to be released from their two-week postponement before Thursday's game. That is of course still tentative. We know at this point, a lot can happen in one week. But if the game is played, it's sure to be a good one. Michigan hasn't played since January 22nd and they've had four games postponed in the interim. Meanwhile, Illinois, as we mentioned, is on a great run. They will have to get past Indiana and Wisconsin unscathed before they face off against Michigan on Thursday. But if they do, and I think they've got a good chance of doing so, they'll have won five in a row and they'll surely move up in the top 25 if they can make that happen. Michigan has been sitting at that number four spot for the last two weeks, but you have to wonder how much rust has accumulated during that time, as practices have even been limited due to the virus variant that spread. But who's to criticize the top team in the Big Ten without seeing what happens first? Michigan is 13-1 overall, 8-1 in the conference, and their only loss this season came against Minnesota almost a full month ago. This game has all the workings of an instant classic, and that's why it's my matchup of the week. Well, we've reached the end of another episode of the Big Ten Basketball Roundup, and I want to thank you all for joining me today. Once again, please check us out on SoundCloud and drop a like to keep this podcast growing, and a comment on any feedback you have about this week's podcast. I can't wait to be back with you next week to pour over all the important stuff you missed during your busy week. Until then, I'm Abram Erickson. Thanks for listening to the Big Ten Basketball Roundup.